The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Clean flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which goal? with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying waiting for your next Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my brand new co-host. Let's give it up for the man right here, Mr. Jake. From is in the fold. What's going on, guys? This is the uh, live kickoff show of C6 of Punt and Pass. We're at Truck and Tap in Alpharetta right now. It is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful evening in Metro Atlanta. College football season is right around the corner. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He is at From Jake PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. This kickoff show of Punt and Pass is presented by Rectech. Rectech wood pellet grills and smokers are the highest quality grills on the market and exactly what you and your family need to get ready for football season and all of your tailgating adventures. Be the envy of any tailgate or home gate this football season with an ultimate tailgate or home gate bundle, which are available now on sale at Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q. Be sure to follow Rectech on social media at Rectech underscore official on Twitter and Instagram. Their YouTube page is unreal. They're on Facebook also. And is that there weren't enough reasons to choose a Rectech? They're based right here in the great state of Georgia and pride themselves on quality, family, service, and convenience. Head on over to Rectech.com today and make this football season your most delicious one ever. All right. Season six, Jake, I'm so thrilled to have you here, my man. Georgia are national champions, defending national champions. You heard that brand-new intro that my man Dan Matthews put together. Shout-out Scott Howard from the Georgia Bulldog Radio Network with those awesome calls from Indianapolis last January. Let's kick things off. You know, usually punt and pass, we talk, we get acquainted. What's been going on on the home front? Have you heard anything lately? in the world of college football. And we're going to start off this season with a brand new segment, all right? And this segment's called the team meeting. What do you do in a team, team meeting? meeting. You it. talk, you air things That's out. It. You want to understand what's going on with everybody, punters and quarterbacks <laughs> included. So I'm going to start. First things first. Dude, how are you? We need a life update. You're sitting right here next to me on Punt and Pass. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Give us an update. That's it. Uh, man, what's up? Pumped to be here. Uh, this is awesome. Super excited. We're going to have a great time this fall. 
Um, but uh, for me uh, and mine, me and my wife bought a house in Athens. Uh, we're located. We love Georgia so much. Absolutely. We had, had to go back. Um, love the culture there. Love the people there. Had to go back. Um, so uh, I got drafted for the Bills. Um, was there for two years. The last six weeks of this past season, I was spent with the Giants. Yep. Um, after that year, they you know kind of got rid, full overhaul of everybody. Um, so right now I've been floating around free agent. Uh, body staying ready, ready to go. I can tell. <laughs> this guy looks ready to go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to stay, you know, in plain shape. Um, but, you know, during this whole time, been trying to fix up a house straight, yeah. straight up, you know, chipping Joanna, uh, Joanna, uh, Joanna Gaines style, fixer there upper. Go. There you go. Uh, ready to roll. And so a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, but, man, we're just having a great time and uh, trying to stay ready for football, but also trying to transition to, you know, maybe what's next. Yeah. Uh, checking out media. Obviously doing this with you. Excited about this. And, Man, let's go do it. Let's go We're going to have a lot of fun. You're also finishing up your degree at George, right? Finance yeah, degree. How are those classes You going? didn't have to remind me about that. <laughs> I actually finished up pretty decent okay. uh, this summer. Made it uh, an A- minus and a B. I was pretty impressed with that, you know, myself. You know, I, it, was, it was tough going back, man. When you, when you leave and you have to come back mentally, it is a challenge. So uh, just going back, doing that, uh, got another load this fall, and we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. It's funny, you know, Jake and I obviously – are acquainted just by being Letterman at Georgia. I don't really know Jake that well. You know my dad better than you know sure me do. because yep. Kevin Butler, my dad, was a student assistant sure was. on the teams in which you were the quarterback for when Georgia and the Kirby Smart-led Bulldogs yep. were really kind of ascending above the college football ranks. Dad out here tonight at Truck and Tap in Alpharetta. But um, funny times, he had to go back and get his degree at 56 years old. You're <laughs> still yeah. a young spring chicken, so you're good to go. All right, let's start the team meeting right here though I do just have to say uh, my team meeting is going to be about how fired up I am to have Jake here look we started punt and pass back in 2017 we had an idea we wanted to talk about the SEC we wanted to talk about Georgia football and Jake Fromm was the starting quarterback after week one when Jacob Eason if you all remember against App State he got injured Mr. Fromm a true freshman steps in and leads Georgia to an 11-0 start an SEC championship, a Rose Bowl championship, and then goes to the college football playoff national championship game, a game that we can talk about later on. It was an unbelievable one, an overtime loss to Alabama. But I would have never thought that you'd be right here as a co-host on punt and pass. (laughs) Why? Because right now the starting quarterback at Georgia, Stetson Bennett, Stetson. was on that team in he 2017 sure that, that's what blows with my mind you, about this whole thing. which is just absolutely crazy. So you're talking about Jake Fromm being here. He's the only person in the media right now who has played for a Kirby Smart head coach team, and he was teammates with the now defending national champion quarterback in Stetson Bennett. Give us a little bit of an insight as to how Stetson was. I remember when we were doing the podcast around that Rose Bowl, that's when Stetson was kind of busting onto the scene because he was scout team Baker Mayfield, and people were going, this guy's legit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Stetson. Stetson came in, uh, and Stetson has not changed one, one bit. I mean, he, he's the guy. He doesn't care what anyone says, anyone thinks about him. He's going to go in, do his business. He's going to ball out. Uh, and he's going to do it in his way, which, you know, is, is obviously proven successful and, you know, gotten set to where he's at. And 
Uh, man, I'm so happy for him as a former teammate. Yeah. I mean, man, that's awesome. I, you know, if anybody's going to do it uh, for Georgia, um, man, let it be the walk-on who came in, went out, earned a scholarship um, after years and years of being there um, and, and go out and do that. I mean, what a story for the state of Georgia and the university, and, uh, man, that's awesome. It was, uh, it was phenomenal. The way he can shut out the noise, the way he can lead a football team. Got to do it. You know, the intangibles that he has, the gravitation of his teammates towards him to trust him in those big moments because remember the first three quarters of that national championship game against Alabama they were not that good uh Georgia won the fourth quarter Stetson stayed in it he got past the turnovers um and he really responded in the moment I think that's a big testament to the coaching to the preparation and that's coaching and preparation that you have had Mm -hmm. talk about Kirby Smart a little bit you know they're heading into a national defense uh, national title defense, excuse me, Stetson is back. He's got the buzz cut. Let's keep in mind, I had a buzz cut too when I was a senior at Georgia. <laughs> Although it looked different, I had a buzz cut. I didn't get as much love as Stetson's getting. Uh, they just started camp. How do you think that's going? Yeah, so speaking on the buzz cuts, you know, I've been around the facility here and there. You know, a lot of the guys had pitched in, you know, it was a great idea. You know, on their part, maybe, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, uh, different, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited for them. You know, the mentality for them is, hey, you know, we finally did it. Yeah. The confidence is there. Um, but then I, I think it's even harder when you got the target on your back uh, to go in and prove it week to week on why everyone believes that you're the best team in the country. So uh, it's just going to be a challenge, you know, week to week. And, uh, you know, I know Kirby's going to he, – he, he's always going to do it. He's going to demand the best from them um, and get them fired up to play week to week, doesn't matter who it is, yep. um, and, and getting them to play at the top of the level. No doubt. One thing that Georgia's going to have to do if they want to go back to the national championship game is make it back to the SEC championship. That is no easy task. You went to three straight SEC championships. Unbelievably. I mean, I looked that up, and I was like, holy cow, I totally forgot – Jake went to the 2007 SEC Championship, 2017, excuse me, beat Auburn. 2018 against Alabama, which I think was one of your best games at Georgia. You were balling that day. Uh, We missed a field goal. For some ungodly reason, we put Justin Fields in for a fake punt in the fourth quarter, of which I will never understand. Um, I know situational football a little bit. I know special teams football a little bit. I will never get over that play call because we would have won that game if that didn't happen. Uh, But you balled out that game, and then the year after – you went to the 2019 SEC Championship game against LSU, which was one of the greatest teams yeah, of all time. Like, but that one is what it is. they're going to have to get back to the SEC Championship game. You went to three straight. I'm just uh, I'm so pleased that you're here. You're my co-host right here on Punt and Pass because those are accolades uh, that we haven't had. So thank you very much. <laughs> one more thing before we get to three and out. When I announced Jake as our new co-host, unanimously the biggest thing that kept getting brought up to me was the Netflix show QB1. Who all here has seen QB1? I see the hands up. Jake Uh was a part of season one. Out of the woodworks, Instagram, Twitter, text messages, people were like, ask him about QB1. That was the best season. I was obsessed with that show. Uh, From Warner Robins, obviously a hometown kid. Was that a pretty invasive process as a senior in high school? I mean, what was that like? You know, it was. uh, You know, when you're going through the interview process to basically sign up for it, I mean, you have no idea, you know, what to 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 expect. I mean, you, it's the first time they've ever done it. Yeah. You didn't know what exactly it was going to look like. Um, so, I mean, it was a, a fun process. I, you know, would I do it again? You know, don't know exactly. You know, like I said, it was pretty invasive. But, I mean, gosh, it, it, was, it was an awesome experience. My family, they love it to death. I mean, they've watched it multiple times through. Um, and so it was really fun. It, it was an opportunity for me to kind of get my name out there, uh, expand my brand, and, um, 
Yeah, man, it was super fun. The brand was definitely expanded. A question now that I'm 33 with kids that I would love to know is, did you get paid? Did your family get paid? Are you <laughs> are you still getting residuals for people tuning in on Netflix? What was that like? No, no, nothing. no payment. No, wow, no, man, it was kind of, you know kind of basically how college football you know used to be. Okay, you, know, you, okay. Just, you just did it you know because you love doing it. Okay, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Times have changed. We'll Times get, have definitely changed. We'll yeah. get into that in uh, in just a little bit. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Like you just said, you used to do things because you love it. Now you can do it because uh-huh. now, now you, do you it get paid. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, let's go to three and out. Um, if you've been a punt and pass listener in the past, you know we like to touch on the latest news and storylines around the game, around the SEC. We're calling this segment this season three and out. So we'll have a first down, a second down, a third down. Then, of course, we'll punt because that's what we do here on punt and pass. But first down, we're going to talk about managing expectations. I think this is a talking point that we will get no better perspective from than our new co-host, Jake Fromm. When I talk about managing expectations, think about the current landscape right now at the University of Georgia, but also out west at the University of Alabama. Jake went through exactly what Alabama is currently going through right now, meaning a fourth quarter or an overtime loss in the college football playoff national championship game, working all offseason long to overcome that defeat, Georgia, of course, working to keep out the noise and make a title defense. So I'd love to know, Jake, you played for Kirby for three years. I want to know how Coach Smart handles the noise. I want to know how he goes about his daily business. And I would love to hear what you think the message is to the entire Georgia Bulldog team to stay focused. I mean, you know, one, Coach Smart, he hears the noise, but I I think no one does a better job of funneling it to the right things than he does. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just goes straight to work, um, you know, with the coaches. I mean, the, they meet more than anyone. And then, you know, they're obviously they're taking it, you know, back to the players. And um, I, I think for them it's the mentality of you got to go out and earn it. You know, just because what you did last year, it means absolutely nothing going into camp this year. It's cliche to say, but, I mean, it's the truth. It is true. Every time you go into a camp, it's a completely new team. Yep. you got to build a new identity. Uh, and we'll kind of figure out what that is. You know, they're still early in camp. I mean, you know, maybe some guys can do some, some things that they hadn't had before. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll figure out who those new playmakers are, you know, outside or what the running back room can do. You know, you, you have no idea. Um, but as far as Alabama goes, uh, for them, I, I think their mentality is, you know, like, you know, quote, unquote, just one more. Yeah. You know, they were there. They were so close. Uh, you know, one more rep in the weight room, one more oh, walkthrough. I mean, you know, scary all, thought. you know, you've been there. Know. You know, you've I been know. there. You know, you know, you'll you'll have some Friday workout. You think it's done, and all yep. of a sudden, hey, we're got going. Yeah, we're going out to the indoor. Remember what know? happened in Indy? We got one more. Oh yeah, you know. So you know, they'll they'll, they'll probably keep going back to that, and they have you know a great group coming back. Alabama is a just you know they're a machine. Yeah, you know, they rebuild every year, and they come back. And they're gonna put a fantastic product out. And they're going to be ready and well old and ready to go. No, there's no question about it. Um, that's a great perspective. You know, you, it brings back memories to me. And if you've ever been around or within a football locker room, it's so true. Whether you win the national championship, whether you win the Super Bowl, whether you're in high school, whether you go 6-6 six and six and lose a bowl game, that last game, that head coach always looks around and goes, guys, take a look around. This locker room will never be the never same. Never be the same. Because guys are going to leave. They're going to graduate. It. They're going to transfer. They're going to stop playing football. So that core group is never the same regardless of what happened that season. So as cliche as that is to say, it is 100% the truth. Now, Nick Saban, of course, master manipulator of the media. Last <laughs> week he was heard saying on Cole Kubelik and Greg McElroy's show in Birmingham that last year was a rebuilding year uh. for Alabama. 
Uh, he said that it went viral on social media as it should have. Alabama had 13 wins. Alabama won the conference. Alabama had the Heisman Trophy winner. Alabama had the best defensive player in college football. Yet, Coach Saban comes out and says, yeah, it was a rebuilding year for us. Now, here's the scariest thing, Jake. One, he truly believes that, okay? I mean, yeah, he does. That's 100%. The team probably believes that by now. And then the most annoying part, three, the fan base absolutely believes it. So they're sitting there going, oh, last year was a rebuilding year. We're going to come get it. Talk to me about that, though. I mean, as an outsider now, I'm kind of like Coach State, Coach Saban. Your shtick is a little bit tired, uh-huh. um, but it's it's a scary thought to think that last year was a rebuilding. Hey, year. you know, we'll see. You know, back to the you know the, what we're doing, managing expectations. You know, I, I mean, to me, I mean that to me that just puts a bullseye. Yeah. High, you know, expectation level. Uh, we'll see. You know, I mean, but they're more than capable of you know fulfilling on those expectations. But it's just you know a little bit unneeded pressure, in my opinion, that that didn't need to happen, but. Hey, we'll see. Unneeded pressure. Unneeded pressure. Alabama knows everything about pressure. Speaking of pressure, if you have the pressure of grilling up some great meats at home, you got to get yourself a Rectech. That's right. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech.com, the absolute best. Wood pellet smokers and grills. Head on over to Rectech.com. They've got wood pellet smokers and grills. They've got rubs and sauces. They've got the wood pellets you need. To make those delicious meats, Rectech ice coolers as well, accessories, recipes, merch, and more. Rectech.com, at Rectech underscore official on social media. And do this for me, too. You have to go follow on Instagram at BBQ Dad Jody, okay? At BBQ Dad Jody. That's Jody Flanagan. He is a Rectech expert. He is their PR guy. And just buyer beware. This dude knows what he's doing on the RecTech. Unbelievable content. So shout out to Jody. Head on over to RecTech.com. Follow them on social media. They have an awesome YouTube channel as well. We really appreciate RecTech being the presenting sponsor of this live season six kickoff show of Punt and Pass here. Truck and Tep, Alpharetta. Jake Fromm, new co-host, getting in the fold. All right, on to second down. Let's broaden things out a little bit. Let's talk about the SEC East versus the SEC West, particularly the head coach and quarterback combos of these teams. Now, Jake, you played in the SEC for years. If you've been around the Southeast, the usual talking point is the SEC West is a gauntlet, way better teams, way deeper competition. The SEC East is weak, okay? Now, last year, the SEC East was weak. In years past, it has not been that weak. But when you obviously are looking from a preseason angle, you're going to look at the quarterback. You're going to look at the head coach. What's right. success going to be like? So let me run down what these situations look like in the SEC East. You have Stetson Bennett and Kirby Smart, obviously, defending national champions. You've got Hendon Hooker and Josh Heupel. A lot of excitement in Knoxville. They had an explosive offense a year ago. Sure did. You've got Will Levis and Mark Stoops at Kentucky. High hopes in the bluegrass for Kentucky. What will they look like? Spencer Rattler. The transfer from Oklahoma is now at South Carolina with Shane Beamer. And then Anthony Richardson and Billy Napier down there in Gainesville. Let's look at the West real quick, okay? Bryce Young and Nick Saban. Excellence, class, dominance. Last year's Heisman Trophy winner. Max Johnson or Haynes King and Jimbo Fisher at A&M. Zach Calzada or TJ Finley and Brian Harson at Auburn. Jaden Daniels, will he start at LSU? Dan Matthews. 
I don't know. But Brian Kelly is the head coach there. Will Rogers and Mike Leach, Jackson Dart and Lane Kiffin, K.J. Jefferson and Sam Pittman at Arkansas. Now, here's where I'm going with this, Jake. You look at those quarterback-head coach combos right now, I can tell you without a doubt there is more certainty and more consistency in the East than the West heading into 2022. I can agree with you there. Honestly, uh, you know, like you said, Tennessee, very explosive. Um, you know, Will Levis at uh, Kentucky. What are your thoughts on Will Levis? I, I mean, I, I'm excited. You know, uh, you know, being and playing last year, I didn't get to watch that much of you know Kentucky yeah. um, as I've you know wanted to. But uh, I, you know, he he's gotten a lot of praise. You know, as far as the pre-draft process and stuff like that. So we'll see. I you know I, I made a note about it. I feel like there's some dark horses kind of with these QBs. Okay, you know, talk I, to I, me. I don't necessarily. I'm not going to go out there and say they're Heisman contenders. Okay, but I I. I I think there's a very good potential of like some of these guys being like really good ball players and being strong for the team and make it take this you know their teams and and put them over the hump yeah. to you know maybe compete for with Georgia for you know the SEC East. Absolutely. I mean, think about what you did back in 2017. The way to make a name for yourself is perform well in big time games and obviously win yeah. those big time games. I saw uh, Will Levis's Heisman odds, 50 to 1. Spencer Rattler and Stetson Bennett are at 66 to 1 on the yeah. Heisman board, which is just kind of shocking to me because you're thinking about guys who, if they do really well, they should be climbing up that board. But Will Levis, I want to talk about him specifically for a moment. Um, I do have a chip on my shoulder about Kentucky football. Me and the Kentucky fans have had a longstanding relationship. Thought it was hilarious last night, Dan, with the Coach Cal, Mark Stoops comments. Mick, I don't know if you saw that. Coach Cal had to come out and say, look, Kentucky's a basketball school, right? Like, let's be clear. <laughs> Kentucky is a basketball school. And I'll tell you exactly why he did that. Because there's a lot of hype around the football team. And Coach Cal is an egotistical maniac. He said, let me get Kentucky basketball back in the headlines. Nobody should be happier that Kentucky is a basketball school than Will Levis and Mark Stoops. Because they will go 8-4 and four this year. They'll probably win a bowl game and win nine games. And everybody will say they overachieved. That's it. That's They're it. fantastic. Low expectations. Will Levis has never won a big game in his life. Yes, he has all the intangibles of being a high draft prospect. We'll see what happens in the NFL if he does get that far. But Kentucky fans, like, hold your horses. Tennessee will be better than you this year. Georgia is the class of the SEC East. I don't know. They probably will beat Florida. Florida is in a transition year. I'm pretty low on Florida, just to be totally honest. Uh, and then what about Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer? Think about this, dude. Spencer Rattler a year ago was getting booed out of the stadium I at Oklahoma. Blew my mind. I mean, coming out of high school, I mean, this dude, unbelievable talent. Las Vegas, know. right? I believe yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, unbelievable talent. I mean, you're like, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm seeing videos of some high school kid, you know, throw some behind the back sidearm this and, it, you know, it's him. Yeah. You know, so uh, we'll see. Hopefully they can make it work. You know, I want the best for Coach Beamer. You know, he was there at Georgia. That's right. You know, and I was there. So um, it's it fun to watch them battle last year, you know, during their quarterback carousel. Yes. And yes. Kind of all they, and they had did going battle. On. Man, they, you know, they battled. Yeah. You know, like they, you know, like, have, an, like an equipment guy or a GA, like stepped in and put the pass so, on. Right? So, speaking of that guy, Zeb, he was a uh, part, you know, in high school, we used to go to, you know, different camps, you know, to try yeah. to get recruited and get offers. But me and him, like, we would be at every camp together. Okay. Yeah. And so it so was a good kind of, relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good relationship. Got to see him. I'm like, no way. Didn't man, he play against awesome. Georgia? Was that his game that he stepped in so, last yeah. year in Athens? I, I, Poor guy. Can we, can we I mean, that was, check that? I mean, that's, yeah. That <laughs> was, I was at that game. Um, that was brutal. I mean, the yeah. guy was like a GA the week before, yeah. and they were like, oh, you actually oh, yeah, have some status left. Yeah. Put the pads on and come lead our team against 
the number one defense in college football. Hello, Mom. Mom and Dad <laughs> out here at Truck and Tap Pull in Alpharetta. In. Um, but Anthony Richardson and Billy Napier, I just have a lot of questions, okay? I, I'm worried about the talent scheme fit between Napier and that Florida offense. What I'm most worried about is the Florida fan base. They are restless. They want success now. yesterday. Yeah. They're not going to get success yesterday. It's going to take a while. That early season game at Tennessee is always high expectations, really high energy. Yep. I think Tennessee beats them this year, and Tennessee has not beaten Florida a lot in the past. No, they haven't. And, and you know, I, I definitely agree with that. I think Tennessee's a, a better football team going into this camp. Um, but we'll we'll see what they you know they can do, what they can come up with. You yeah. know, they're going to scramble, try to put a good product out because they know the expectations are high. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll see. I, I don't personally believe the the talent pool is necessarily there to really go and compete for anything in the East, but. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I think Georgia um, is just so much better than everybody else in the East. That's uh, in the not, East, I, I that's not to say Tennessee's not going to win it, nine or ten games. Right. You know, that's I not mean, to say Kentucky won't win eight there, games. There's, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, if Tennessee and Kentucky can win ten games this year, I mean, I think that's that's very good for the, those programs. Yeah. You know, I, I, nothing wrong with that. I couldn't agree more. And if they do creep up to ten games and Georgia does go undefeated in the division as expected – uh, I think you'll be looking at the end of the season about who's better statistically, the East or the West. Let's go to the SEC West right now. I mean, we don't have to dive into it too much. Bryce Young, Nick Saban, Alabama. I mean, Enough forget said. about it, right? Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Right behind them, there's just a lot of question marks as to who's going to start. There's some new head coaches. I think that lends itself to a pretty messy situation. Teams beating up on each other, uh, a lot of parity in the SEC West. Texas A&M made a ton of noise this offseason. We're not sure if it is going to be Max Johnson or Haynes King. Jimbo Fisher there, though, has been recruiting at an extremely high level. It's time, dude. They've got to get over the hump. I, was gonna say, I see this less being about the quarterback and more about, you know, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you've got all the money, all the, you know, every, everything's going for you. Hey, but, you know, can we do it? Yeah. Obviously, they beat Alabama, you know, last year, but can you get to the SEC championship game? To then propel you know propel you into a college football playoff. You know I, I think it's it's put up or shut up time. That for, for and that's the almost. toughest proposition about being in the SEC West. If you have the perfect game of the year like A and M did against Alabama. Alabama, and if you time that up with Alabama's worst game of the year, which is what happened last year yep. when they played against A and M, now you can't mess up for the rest of the season. <laughs> now you cannot that's mess it. up, or else you're not going you, you, to the you, conference yeah, championship you've got game. No chance. And then you're out of the college football playoff looking in. That's exactly what happened to A&M a year ago. Interesting quarterback battle to watch throughout the rest of camp. We'll keep our eyes peeled on that. How about Zach Calzada, who played and upset Alabama a year ago? He has now transferred <laughs> in division to Auburn, and he's taken on T.J. Finley, who I think was at LSU at one point. Is he that was, right? Yep. So he was. He, he came over. What and, the hell uh, is yeah. going on in college football right now? It is madness. We'll get to that in third down. Don't worry about it. But it's Zach Calzada or T.J. Finley timing up with Brian Harson at Auburn. Um, you've got a pretty close relationship with Auburn. Your brother plays yeah, there. Yeah. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win.
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Talk to me about the situation here. Brian Harson, obviously, Boise State in his past. He's got a lot of experience developing quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I got to go and, and watch him camp. Zach was unable to go that day. I think he was, you know, dealing with some injury or uh, something going on. But anyway, I, uh, I'm, I'm very curious for this one. Obviously, you know, TJ finished the year, you know, finished, you know, somewhat strong, you know, very respectable. And uh, we'll see. I, I believe it's, it's TJ's team to lose, but I, I think Zach has a higher ceiling for them. Yep. You know, I, I think TJ can only get them so far, but I think if Zach could be the potential that they want him to be, I, I think he could take this team farther than TJ can. I, I would agree with that. I, I would definitely agree with that. And I would also say this, producer Dan Matthews, I'd love your thoughts here. I think the Auburn total is like five and a half or six wins. I'm going over this season, and here's why. Jake, I need your thoughts. Okay. At Talk the end you. of last season, the attrition at Auburn was insane, right? Guys were hitting the portal like madness. There were rumors about Brian Harson getting fired. Check the rumors on Google. They are wild. They've been proven to be not true, I believe. But a lot of guys stayed. Most importantly, Tank Bigsby stayed. Now, when he stayed, I think as an outsider, there was buy-in within the locker room. It was like, who's here? And if you're not putting your hand in the pile, Get out. Coach Harson stayed. Tank Bigsby came back. T.J. Finley stayed. Calzada transfers in. I think there's a unique culture within that locker room to where they're going to win one or two games that they shouldn't this year and take them over that total. Now, I disagree with you. The most important piece that stayed is uh, Tyler Fromm. In that yeah, yeah, there you go. I, yes. Let's go ahead and put that That is a there. fact. You know, that I, is a fact, yes. But, uh, you know, what, to what you were saying, I do completely agree with you on the buy-in and the locker room and the culture. It's different. I, it, it, they're they're bought in. And it, we'll, we'll see kind of in camp, you know, how they can, you know, function and, and you know, what what, what their identity is. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, we'll kind of see what that is. But I, I do think they're bought in, you know, finally – I, I do think they'll win over six games. Okay. I, I think it'll be a tough road. I, I don't think they have the, the playmakers on the outside um, and the passing game to, to really kind of take them to the next level, which, you know, why I think they'll have to use a little more of the tight end. Yep. You know, you like that. But I, I really do to, for them to be successful, and we'll see. We'll see yeah. what their scheme looks like. John Samuel Shanker is still part of the program, too. He's go. a Georgia guy. Yep. He's from uh, Colquitt County. Uh, you're right, too. Vegas uh, Insider has them at six and a half. But – one of the things that they do have working for them, though, is they hadn't had an offensive line in the last few years ever since Herb Hand left campus. And they've got a pretty decent offensive line now, so that's something that might be in their favor. Yeah. They had that Alabama game I know. in Golly. their hands. They Golly. did. Yeah, you know, I, you I, that? I, I feel bad for Bo. You know, you know, we're you know, close you know, families, and, I mean, gosh, that's tough. Yeah, dude. So tough. That was a wild football game. They should have won. And, and if you ask Saturday Down South Chris Marler enough about it, he'll dude, remind don't you get about him what in uh, here. Tate We Bixby don't need did. Marler's nonsense <laughs> yeah, in yeah. here. Hello, Chris Marler. Hello, Tyler Huck. Yeah, it, it, Saturday they're, Down they're, South, college football, we, uncensored in it, the house. It, you know, it's a free country, free place. People can walk in. Yes, but, they can. No, but, you know, but, Jake, you, you bring up a good point, though, is that for everything that happened with the whole did Coach Harson do this, did he do that, the team seemed to rally around him yeah, as soon did. as they he did. was. As soon as it was okay, this didn't happen. 
what did we see the next day at a basketball game for Bruce Pearl and all them? The entire team yep. around him. It's different. So maybe that was kind of what he needed, the rallying cry of everybody saying, hey, don't get rid of this guy. He's trying to make us better. It's right. different. It's different. Dan Matthews, stick around. We're going to LSU next. Big changes on the bayou. They get Brian Kelly in what I think was one of the biggest blockbuster moves all offseason. Uh, they did lose a lot of talent. Coach O gets ousted middle of last year after being the man with that 2019 LSU team that Jake unfortunately took a beating to, but really not that bad. I mean, I look back, they were stomping teams. I think it was 37-17 or 37-10. Yeah, maybe somewhere in that ballpark. But it wasn't yeah. that bad, and yeah. I think Georgia was <laughs> up early. <laughs> Don't that. you remember that? I was there. I tried to, I tried to get that one yeah, out no, of Yeah, no, dude, mind. we bring I mean, it all up, dude. We, oh, hey, man. We bust out all the skeletons on punt and pass. Nobody's <laughs> safe, I promise you that. But Jaden Daniels transfers in from Arizona State. Dan, you'd have a better lean on this. Is he going to be the starter? I mean, are the words out of camp that he's going to be the guy? At least the early looks are, as that's what it sounds like. And let's also, too, I mean, you know, Mike Dimbrock aside, what has Brian Kelly usually gone with as quarterback? He wants athleticism. Yeah, yeah, very true. I mean, true. we've seen it with Ian Book. We saw it with Everett Golson, with Brandon Wimbush. I mean, just quarterbacks that he's had that have played for him in the past that he seems to want that dual threat option yeah. there. I think it's also, too, as well. LSU receiver that hasn't been a problem. Oh no, the they've got plenty time. of talent. People are talking about Kayshawn Butte. People are talking about Jack Besh. I'm hearing a lot more people talking about Malik Neighbors now. Okay, as being somebody that could also be a guy that steps forward and is a real playmaker for them. But it's going to be interesting though because that left tackle is going to be a true freshman. Will Campbell. Yeah, giddy up. Yeah, giddy up. that could be Tough a lot league. of fun. You, you need to be uh, really solid in the trenches to dominate in the SEC or at least just be consistent. Yep. Wouldn't you agree, offensive I, line oh, as a quarterback, 100%. that's it. I, I think that's the hardest position to come in and play. You know, I got to watch Andrew Thomas come in. Now, Andrew Thomas, completely different you yeah. know, beast. Um, but that is the hardest position to come in are those trenches positions because it's just the physicality and the nature of it. You know, and you got to be smart. Oh, you got to yeah. know what the hell's going on. Oh, especially for an offensive lineman. Yeah, it's, it's different. You know, defensive line. You know, see ball, hit ball. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about that all day long. Yeah. But, you know, offensive lineman. I mean, scheme, combos, pass protection. I mean, that's a completely different animal. I think I think LSU goes over their win total. I think Brian Kelly has a chip on his shoulder. He's finally in the SEC. Of course, the cupboard is not bare from a talent perspective. We'll see what happens on the offensive line. And, hit, and his family came with him, Oh, my too. gosh. I mean, that guy, uh, I hope the Bayou chews him up and spits him out. I think we'll have success down there. But you can't be faking that down there, dude. There's you some crazy so? people. Well, some crazy I, people down there, dude. I, I'm curious to see how this experiment goes. As my, as my family is from there, too. I, I will yes, say this. Yes, Dan has and, close and, ties. Yes, dude, in southern Louisiana. And one thing I know about Southern Louisiana is you embrace Southern Louisiana. Southern Louisiana will embrace you back. So you even if you fake an in. accent, halftime speeches probably not. <laughs> okay, but you Just know, checking. he he did he did say easy. all the right things at SEC Media Days about liking crawfish etouffee and like all, everything <laughs> like that. So if you do that, then you're all right. All right, all right. Okay, let's couple more teams in the SEC West. Will Rogers and Mike Leach. Will Rogers, obviously, great passing statistics. He's in that Mike Leach air raid offense. I think it's been pretty well stated on this podcast in the past. If you rush three and drop eight, you're going to be able to handle Mississippi State as long as you have some guys who can run around. People are starting to circle that game in Starkville in November as a maybe trap game for Georgia. I don't buy it. Georgia's got way too much talent on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, guys like Robert Beal, if he decides to rush the passer. They're going to take care of business. Uh, 
in I, a big way. Yeah, I, I don't see that being an issue at all. I just hope Will, you know, iced his arm going into camp. Oh, my and, God. You know. And, I mean, what's yeah. he going to throw, like 80 times a game? They do oh not run goodness. the ball. I, I'm, you know, I, I would love to know their practice schedule, you know, because, you know, they throw it, you yeah. know, 70 times. Seven you know. on seven for two and a half yeah, hours. I, I mean, like, what does their practice schedule look like? You know, do they do any inside drill? Is there team run at all, no. you know, during the week? Absolutely I mean, not. Why would they? It would be a I mean, waste it's of just, time. It's just, you know, they get in, Indy, Ross on air, seven on seven, seven on seven, team pass, team pass, team pass. Yeah. I mean, I, why wouldn't well, you? Yeah, well, you got to get do? ready. Speaking about team pass, uh, Jackson Dart, the transfer from Southern Cal, heads to Oxford to team up with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. I think that'll be a really interesting pairing. And then we can't get out of the SEC West without talking about K.J. Jefferson and Sam Pittman. Obviously, you're close with Coach Pittman. He was the offensive line coach when you were at Georgia. But wrapping it up, SEC East versus SEC West, heading into the season, am I on the right train of thought that there is more consistency and more certainty with the quarterback and head coach combos than there are in the SEC West? Yes and no. I, I think yes with the consistency of, you know, with quarterbacks and head coaches, yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I still would, would give, you know, the win total hedge to the SEC West on who's going to win more games and, and have a, a stronger division. Um, any dark horse for, like, a – big-time breakout star in the SEC? Do you think Spencer Rattler is going to win a big game or two? Do you think Jackson Dart will mesh well with Lane Kiffin? What about Jaden Daniels? What if down there at LSU they start rocking and rolling with Kayshawn Butte? Who do you think can be the guy? Maybe Will Levis. Maybe Will Levis tells me to shove it, and he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Who All knows? Right. So you take Bryce Young out of the equation. You take Stetson out of the equation. Um, I, you're two guys who are just – dynamic you have no idea what their ceiling can be but you also don't know how low the floors are either. yeah no you know? we do not uh, i'd say spencer and i got you know kj jefferson at arkansas oh interesting i, I, I mean I, kj you know they had a very solid year they did I, I, dude i would love nothing more sam Pittman for arkansas yeah to upset alabama did you play no that was the year you were that was your rookie year uh the the home opener at arkansas right so you have not been to Fayetteville, uh, correct? I, never have nope that is a, a great atmosphere. My baseball roommate went and played up there, pitched up there. I mean, he just said the woo, pink oh, yeah. I mean, he said it was just nuts. Well, I can tell you uh, with certainty there ain't shit else going on in the state of Arkansas <laughs> other than Arkansas football, and they love the Razorbacks for good reason. And Coach Pittman fits in really well there. So watch out for it. K.J. Jefferson, Jake Fromm. That could be a dark horse for a big breakout season. That was your SEC East versus SEC West preview i mean georgia alabama right in the sec championship game how could you pick against that i think it'd be like hot takeish to go anywhere else i believe so as well all right let's hit up third down this has been awesome we are live at truck and tap and alpharetta it's the season six kickoff show the punt and pass podcast give me some noise there bartender i see it cheers brother thank you very much jake from our new co-host here it is a beautiful august evening in metro atlanta all right it's third down and three and out where is college football going I have no idea. I wake up every morning and I ask myself this question. You've got name, image, and likeness, of course, of which we are on the front lines at, at Icon Source. We've got a couple of Icon Source employees out here. What's up, Mick and Lindsay? Hashtag Icon Source, at Icon Source on Twitter and Instagram. Transfer portal madness. I mean, it is like out of control. We just went through the quarterbacks, like, where's he at now? Where did he used to be? These guys used to be rivals. It's insane. And then you've got conference realignment, which has dominated the news in the past couple of weeks. It seems like Notre Dame 
has the chip in their hand to where when they make a move, everything crumbles. So my question is this. Where is college football heading? Tell me, are you liking where it's going? Are you a bit hesitant? Things were pretty good when you were in school, am I right? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you, you didn't know any better. You know, you, you had no idea, yeah. you know, yeah, what, exactly. <laughs> what these, you know, organizations, you know, were making and, you know, what their margins were. And, uh, you know, what is where's college football going? You know, follow the money. You yeah. know, whoever, yeah. whoever's spending it, I, I think, is going to be, you know, have a, have a chance to be a successful program as long as they have, you know, the right head coach driving the boat. I mean, just – Follow the money. We'll you know see how it goes, and uh, I mean you're you're basically you know buying players. Yeah. And, uh, I mean just for lack of better terms, I mean what what else? It's free agency. <laughs> I mean what else do you say? I mean it's uncapped free agency. <laughs> uh, of course, in the NFL there is a cap, and free agency is extremely limited with yeah. time allotment yeah. and where you can go and when you can get out of a contract. Uh, I was talking to a listener who's here today. Matt, I believe, is his name. We were talking about NIL in general, and he's like, look, I was all for it when this started July 1st of a year ago. You have a great story. You've got great connectivity. Brands want to engage with you. They want to pay you for a real endorsement opportunity. Now, of course, that's what we do at Icon Source, but it has warped and it has changed, and every single day things happen to where you're sitting there going, what is going on? To your point, you're just buying players. You hear about these groups who are just pooling money together, going out and calling parents of high schoolers saying, we will pay you X, we will pay you Y, we will pay you Z to come to this, that, or the other school. Now, the thing about that, nothing is guaranteed. Who the hell knows if they're actually going to pay you? I hope and pray the kid has some pretty good you know, structure around, around him to him make to sure that they're yeah. not going to get screwed, but... It's nobody's fault but the NCAA, yeah. right? It's nobody's fault but the NCAA. They did not take the threat seriously. Um, at the 11th hour, they just busted the gates wide open and said everybody can make money, and now here we are. Well, I find it interesting in the, the timing of it. It was the NIL and then the transfer portal kind of. Transfer portal the, was first because of COVID. I Remember got you. that? I got you. They okay. gave the one-year waiver. But, 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 there, but there was all, it was, you know, it was basically at the same time. Yes. You know, it, it was. Went, it it wasn't was. like, you know, okay, hey, we know we're going to have to end up going this NIL route, you know, and let's try to push this down or the road or move one up. You know, it was just kind of at the same time. So there's like this. Just huge, just scramble. Yeah, you know to and oh, no rules. Yeah, no rules. Just hey, whatever. How can we take advantage of the moment? Yeah, there are no rules. Let's try to find the weak spot and exploit it. So it's crazy. You know, I obviously am a huge proponent for NIL. I yeah, think I, it's great if it's done the right way, and and one hundred percent, the majority of it is done. Yeah. The right way. The transfer portal. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't know what the answer is. But what, what's stopping? You know, what's stopping somebody like Bryce Young? You know, not say you know he would do this or has done this. You know, but, but what's stopping him from leveraging his position? Yeah. You know, basically saying at the, at the at the end of every year. Yeah. Go to the transfer portal. Yeah. See what you can make. Hell yeah. You know, get you know, get you all your offers, and then go back to Saban and say, "Hey, look, you know, Ohio State was this, USC was this, and let's just say Texas was this. What you got for me, Coach?" I think Saban you know? would say, "Kiss my ass, I got a five you know? star right I mean, behind you." But like, you know, for those couple guys, you know, who can do that and leverage their position? I mean, what what's stopping them from doing that? I agree. I mean, what do the fans want? Right? Like, I, what do the fans want? I think there has to be some structure around the transfer portal. And I think based on that, you could create some guidelines around name, image, and likeness. So we keep hearing that sooner rather than later, student-athletes are going to be considered employees. I don't know how that will look. I would assume 
let the Power Five conferences break away from the NCAA. Football players and basketball players are considered employees. They take the revenue from those sports to continue supporting the other sports and scholarships at that school. But again, that is such a complicated issue. I am not the man to answer that question, and it will not be a quick and easy fix. You know, speaking of employees and and growing up, I mean, I, you know, just I would love to know the amount of kids who are keeping up and, like, I'm worried for tax season for them. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like, yep. hey, you get to April, you know, they made, you know, 400000 It was all slip, you know. And then all, all of a sudden, 1099. Yeah, yeah you, better, all of a you sudden, better have your ducks in a row. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, you know, they get their tax return back, and you know, they owe this. I mean, where are they gonna get the money now? <laughs> Dude, that's a big check that's going off the sand that you might not be able to cash, yeah. um, and that is troublesome. Yeah, for sure, it's nobody's fault but the NCAA. Um, I think in the same vein, I know we got some golf fans out here too. I liken NIL a lot to live golf. I really do. I think NIL and live golf are the two most disruptive things in sports right now. And there's two entities to blame. It's the NCAA and it's the PGA PGA. Tour because they did not take the threat seriously. They did not prepare with a plan as to how they could combat it or at least offer options to their players. And now there they are. You saw the the PGA's pot get bigger like the next week. Magically. Yeah, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, what? Where you guys, you know, where was this money going before, you know? And my last thing, um, and you've experienced this now. You hear about player unionization. You hear about college athletes want to become employees. Well, guess what happens uh, when you're in the NFL and you don't play well two weeks in a row? Your ass is on the chopping block, and they can fire you. Uh, Guess what happens when you are hurt in the NFL? They can cut you. Uh, Guess what happens when you are a paid employee and you want to go get extra massage work and you want to go get extra food and you want to go get an extra trainer? You have to pay Pay for it. it. That's not the situation in college football right now. Go to any top-tier team. Their facilities are unbelievable. Um, You can go in there at 3 a.m. and eat a five-star meal. They've got massage therapy, hydro chambers, all that stuff, and it's free. So let's just keep some perspective here. Be careful what you wish yep. for. It's a slippery slope. Well, yeah, speaking about facilities, I, I'm glad you brought this up. Okay, Georgia's facility, yes. the nicest in the land. Yeah. Okay, that facility, in my opinion, would be the nicest facility in college football for the next 10 years. Dude, I agree. Because, it's because before NIL, it was an arms race yep. to see who had the nicest facilities. And now all that it was a recruiting is, tool. Yeah, good point. And then now all that money, yep. instead of being put into facilities, is being kind of back to the boosters, back to this pot to say, how can we pay these guys? All right. And so, I mean, look, you know, as a Georgia fan, you know, hey, it's awesome knowing you're going to have the the best facilities in the land, you know, for a while. That's a great point. I haven't heard that. That is a fantastic Fantastic perspective. And it, it is. It is nice, too, dude. It's it so is sweet. You've been so in there sweet. still, working oh, out everything. Man, yeah, there. yeah. Oh, it's, not it's bad. Well, that was three and out. Time to punt. Let's go inside the five. Inside the five is usually where we give you our picks against the spread for the five. Give us biggest games of the week. As this is our kickoff show, as it is August the twelfth. There, of course, are not games that we're going to dive into right now. We'll start to wrap this thing up. If everybody's here at Chuck and Tap Alpharetta, we're going to give away two tickets to this Georgia-Oregon game in just a second. But I do want to preview. So if you haven't signed up, come get your names in right now. I'll give you a couple more minutes if you want to win two tickets to the Chick-fil-A kickoff game between Georgia and Oregon September 3rd at the Benz. I want to say this, and I'd love your thought, okay? I think Georgia versus Oregon will be Georgia's toughest game of the season. I think Georgia versus Oregon will be close in the second half. 
I think Georgia versus Oregon will be a good game to watch. I really do, and here's why, okay? I do think Georgia will win. We'll just get that out there. I think the line right now is Georgia 17.5 or Georgia 18-point favorite. Extremely high expectations, right? You're a national champion. Oh, yeah. I mean, neutral site in Mercedes Benz. So you're not in your creature comfort. Shout yeah. out creature comforts right here uh, at Truck and Tap Alpharetta. But the expectations that they have, the pressure that's going to be on them, and Dan Lanning on the other side having such familiarity with he Stetson Bennett. Yep. How do I slow Stetson Bennett down? Well, one, let's get after his ass, right? You saw it for the first three quarters yep. against Alabama. Bo Nix, the quarterback at Oregon, certainly not afraid of Georgia, very familiar with that defense and what Kirby Smart's going to throw at him. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's just generally a slow start. Most week one games are unless you're Alabama. Uh, I think Dan Landing is going to do a great job firing up Oregon at halftime when maybe they're seven points or three points down. Then the game slows down dramatically, right? Now Georgia's going to have to put points on the board when they get the ball. I think Georgia wins by 14, 16, 17 points. Keep in mind, Vegas is very, very good at their job. It will be right around the number. Georgia will score late. The score will look much better than the actual game was. Tell me I'm crazy, Jake Fromm. I think it's a pretty good game. No, I, you know what? I, I think it will be a good game. You know, I, you know, Coach Lanning, obviously he, he knows it. He knows the defense. Yeah. He knows how they're structured. And then, he, you know, he knows Stetson. He, he's been there. He's get to see Stetson. I, I'll – I'm curious to see his co- his head coaching style and whether he's just going to, you know, throw the game plan out early, yeah. you know, or hold his cards until late. What would you expect as a quarterback, especially going up against a guy who you know knows your strengths and to, weaknesses? To me, I, I think you got nothing to lose, you know, for, you know, Coach Lanning. Yeah. you got nothing to lose. You're, you're going up to – Burn know, the against, ships, like yeah. Kirby says. <laughs> Why not? Dude? Yeah, it's like, hey, like, to me, I'm going to take the game plan, I'm going to spin the dial, and I'm just going to just call it and roll with it. And – Hey, if it works, great. You got a competitive game into the second half, you know, like you're saying, and then Georgia pulls away. I mean, that's the best case scenario for them. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see them competing long. And you know, I would love to see you know Georgia dominance yeah. continue on the defensive side of the ball like they did last year. I, we'll see if they can do what they did last year on defense. I mean, that was just insane. All time. Uh, yeah. It, if they can replicate something close to that. Yeah, and keep in mind, Oregon's ranked 12, 13, right, Dan? 12, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 12, Oregon's yeah. the 12th-ranked team in the yeah. nation. Bo Nix, a lot of familiarity with SEC yeah. play. Dan Lanning knows Georgia really well. I just think Georgia, nervy start. I just think Georgia, a little slow, maybe a little sloppy to start the game out. Um, you know the fans are going to be fired up. You just hope that they can elevate their game. It's week one, man. Yeah. It's week one. It's sloppy. You yeah. know that. Uh, so, of course, we're going to be fired up to see – what happens September 3rd, Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Week one's awesome, though. You got Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, Thursday night, you got West Virginia Pitt, a little rendition of the backyard brawl. What are some other big-time games in week one? We got uh, Utah and Florida as yeah. well. Yeah, got, that's uh, Sunday night, right? Got LSU, what about Monday Florida. night? Yeah. LSU, Notre Dame, right? That's going to be Sunday night, and then Monday night you're going to get Georgia Tech and Clemson, which, by the way, too, if you follow uh, – Brad Powers on yeah. uh, Twitter is a uh, better a, a handicapper, yeah, all these different types of things. And he threw out his biggest uh, college football week zero, week one movers. Okay. And that game right here, keep this in mind, Clemson, Georgia Tech, the under from 56 and a hook down to 49. Wow, some serious movement. Steamed to the under, huh? Well, is Georgia Tech going to score? 
That could be a question. Is it going to be 50 to nothing, Clemson? Or is the quarterback competition at Clemson maybe a little closer than you'd think? Yeah. He's got a lot to prove. DJU has a lot to prove. All right, we ready to give away these tickets? You want to give away two tickets to the Chick-fil-A kickoff game? I think we're going to do it. First off, before I do Have you put your name in there? Has this guy done it? Has this do guy? I, have this, you put this, your name this, in there? Is this, is this do I, do I put my name in there? Dude, what? fire you know, away, man. Golly. Come on, man. Absolutely. Before we give away those tickets, though, we just got to give one more big shout-out to our presenting sponsor of this week's episode. Of course, that's Rectech Wood Pellet Smokers and Grills. Head on over to Rectech.com, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Be sure to follow them on social media, at Rectech underscore official, at Rectech.com. You got your wood pellet smokers and grills, your rubs and sauces, your wood pellets that you need to smoke those meats, Rectech icer coolers, accessories, recipes, and merch. Again, Rectech.com, based right here in the great state of Georgia, the highest quality grills on the market, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. All right, our new co-host, Jake Fromm, has just dug his hand into the pile, and we have a winner. Jake, would you like to yell out the name there? Is Miss Molly Festa in the house? Is Molly Festa in the house? You have just won Uh-oh, two tickets to Georgia wow, and there she is Oregon. right there. Way to go, Miss Molly Festa. Thanks for coming out to Punt and Pass six, Season 6 kickoff show. You win. You're a winner. Would you like Jake Fromm to sign your forehead with a Sharpie? <laughs> he will do it if you ask. But congratulations. Are you a Georgia fan? All right. Oh, awesome. awesome. And how's the game going to go September 3rd? Or is Georgia going to win? Obviously. Did you go to Indianapolis? Did you go to Indianapolis? No. Two-month-old oh, wow. baby at the time. Congratulations. All right. Well, Miss Molly Festa, congrats. Thanks for yeah. coming out. You're the winner of two tickets to the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Georgia-Oregon, 3.30 p.m., September the 3rd. My man, Sean McDonough, who's a great friend of the podcast, he will be calling that game on ABC, nice. him and Todd Blackledge. So uh, we've had Sean on in the past. He'll be on this season as well. Nice. How about a little week one there, guys? Thank you so much to Truck and Tap Alpharetta. Thanks to the Podcast Park for hosting us. Producer extraordinaire, Dan Matthews. We really appreciate you, my man. And Jake Fromm, new co-host Let's of Punt and Pass. Give this man a round we of applause. It. We made it. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. We will be Mondays and Thursdays all through the season at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake. Puntandpass.com for everything you need in the world of college football. We'll talk to you next week. See you. See you. Thank you. baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win
When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 